Hello everyone, I want to say and need to say that I I capture every negative thought and I tell it to shut the fuck up. And once I do that, those negative thoughts flee. I take captive every positive thought and I make it obedient to myself, the divine within me, secularly. And I refuse to expose myself to negative ideas. I refuse to expose myself to negative opportunities because they lead to wrong circumstances. So I I have positive choices to make, wholesome choices to make, appropriate choices to make, apt, A-P-T, choices to make, healthy choices to make, loving choices to make, sound-minded choices to make, necessary and needful choices to make, and sensible and logical choices to make. I sense the stranger danger of the negative thought patterns and I create my psychological barricade against those unnatural thoughts of mine. Natural thoughts are uplifting. Unnatural thoughts are degradation when pertaining to myself. And I've decided I will never again allow unwholesome thoughts to take me in my full entirety captive. Um, I redirect my heart. I redirect my soul. I redirect my mind. I redirect my body. I redirect my memories. I redirect my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my nose, my instincts and my intuition beautifully and gorgeously. And I keep my heart, my mind, my body, my soul, my memories, my eyes, my ears, my nose, my mouth, my intuition and my instincts focused on all truths, all wisdom, all clarity, all discernment, all justice, and all prudence. And I want to share even more about my victorious thought life. 
I must say, want to say, and need to say that I put into my mind wholesome television, wholesome internet, wholesome books, wholesome conversations, wholesome movies, and wholesome magazines. I replace harmfulness with wholesomeness. I focus my mind, my heart, and my soul on what is appropriate and and healthy. It takes me daily practice, but it gets done right 100% each and every day. I'm not perfect at it, and I don't need to be. I'm correct at it, and that's all that truly matters. I program my heart, my mind, and my soul with my heart's thoughts, my soul's thoughts, and my mind's thoughts on what is praiseworthy, excellent, admirable, adorable, lovely, nutritious, nurturing, right, noble, and true, and wise, and just, and crystal clear, clarity, and what's discernible, good discernible. And so what we put into our minds, our hearts, and our souls determines what comes out in our soul's words, mind's words, heart's words, and heart's actions, mind's actions, and soul's actions. And so that is what I've overcome. Um, I have wholesome thoughts and wholesome daydreams and wholesome fantasies. Uh, because of the hard work I'm putting in. Um, to be honest, growing up in organized crime, I was exposed to unwholesome television, unwholesome internet, unwholesome books, unwholesome conversations, unwholesome movies, unwholesome magazines, unwholesome thoughts, unwholesome daydreams, unwholesome fantasies. Um... The organized crime figures program their psyches with thoughts that are false, wrong, impure, hateful, um, unacceptable, um, awful, um, criticism worthy, um, unclean, um, lousy. And of harmfulness.
they chose to focus their minds on what was ugly and decimating. So I had to teach myself how to program my mind and my heart and my soul. And let me tell you this. There's more for me to tell you about. So, this is what I've learned. In organized crime, I was exposed to unwholesome advertising media, unwholesome broadcast media, unwholesome digital media, unwholesome electronic media, unwholesome hypermedia, unwholesome interactive media, unwholesome mass media, um, unwholesome multimedia, unwholesome news new media, unwholesome news media, unwholesome print media, unwholesome published media, unwholesome recording medium, um, and unwholesome social media of that time. Um, you know, chat rooms of the like. And I was exposed to unwholesome art media. Um, and unwholesome media, in parentheses, communication. Now I choose to live a life of wholesome media, communications, parentheses, wholesome advertising media, wholesome broadcast media, wholesome digital media, wholesome electronic media, wholesome hypermedia, wholesome interactive media, wholesome mass media, wholesome multimedia, wholesome new media, wholesome news media, wholesome print media, wholesome published media, wholesome recording medium, wholesome social media. So, that is how I live my life. And, let's talk about sex. Because I talked about every area of my life. So, let me be real honest with you even more. I was exposed to unwholesome sexual media, communication in parentheses, Unwholesome sexual advertising media. Unwholesome sexual broadcast media. Unwholesome sexual digital media. Unwholesome sexual electronic media. Unwholesome sexual hypermedia. Unwholesome sexual interactive media. Unwholesome sexual mass media. Unwholesome sexual multimedia. Unwholesome sexual new media. Unwholesome sexual news media. Unwholesome sexual print media, unwholesome sexual published media, unwholesome sexual recording medium, unwholesome sexual social media of that time. Other, you know, the, those adult chat rooms. And I choose to live a life of wholesome sexual media, communication in parentheses, wholesome sexual advertising media. I do that. Wholesome sexual 
broadcast media, I do that. Wholesome sexual digital media, I do that. Wholesome sexual electronic media, I do that. Wholesome sexual hypermedia, I do that. Wholesome sexual interactive media, I do that. Wholesome sexual mass media, I do that. Wholesome sexual multimedia, I do that. Wholesome sexual new media, I do that. Wholesome sexual news media, I do that. Wholesome sexual print media, I do that. Wholesome sexual published media, I do that. Wholesome sexual recording medium, I do that. Wholesome sexual social media, I do that. And I'm so grateful that I also learned that my I choose to live a life of wholesome sexual television, wholesome sexual internet, wholesome sexual books, wholesome sexual conversations, wholesome sexual movies, and wholesome sexual magazines. The organized crime figures introduced unwholesome sexual television to me, unwholesome sexual internet to me, unwholesome sexual books to me, unwholesome sexual conversations to me, unwholesome sexual movies to me, and and unwholesome sexual magazines to me. So, I, my thought patterns are filled with what is sexually praiseworthy, sexually excellent, sexually admirable, sexually adorable, sexually lovely, sexually right, sexually true, um, sexually nutritious, sexually nurturing, um, and sexually appropriate, right? Um, those are the thoughts I think. I choose to think. Organized crime figures taught me how to think thoughts that are sexually um, criticism worthy, sexually false, sexually wrong, sexually impure, sexually hateful, sexually like um, decimating and you know, just sexually unacceptable and sexually awful thoughts. That's what they taught me to think. They chose to focus their sexual minds on what is on what was sexually inappropriate, um, sexually harmful, sexually unwholesome. And sexually disgusting. I tend to think uh, sexually appetizing thoughts. Disgusting also means unappetizing. So they chose to think sexually disgusting, sexually unappetizing thoughts. And I think I tend to think sexually meaningful thoughts. So that's what I. I really had to learn these things because um, they introduced mainstream porn to me and, and a lot of it is unethical porn. I choose to live a life of sex positive 
body positive, queer positive porn, feminist porn, right? That's what I consume. I can. I was taught. I, I was introduced to organized crime uh, figures. You know, they were teaching me to enjoy um, unethical written erotica, unethical audio erotica, and unethical video erotica. I now enjoy ethical written erotica, ethical audio erotica, ethical video erotica. Ethical written erotica. Yes, yes, I said that. So, that's the victory that I wanted to really share with y'all. And there's so much more that I want to present. I refuse to expose myself to negative sexual ideas, negative sexual opportunities because they lead to wrong sexual circumstances. I have um, I, I, I have um, appropriate nurturing, uh, nutritious uh, sexual choices to make. In organized crime, there were no positive sexual ideas, no positive sexual opportunities, no positive sexual circumstances, no positive sexual choices. Um, the stranger danger of negative sexual thought patterns was real and organized crime and they chose to not turn away from it and they allowed unhealthy sexual thought patterns to take them completely captive and they chose to never redirect their poisonous sexual thinking and they and they lacked sexual discernment and they kept their sexual thoughts focused on sexual lies. Um, in organized crime, truth is rejected and lies are accepted. Sexual lies and non-sexual lies are both embraced. While sexual truths and non-sexual truths are painfully discarded. Um, so they didn't capture every thought and yield it to the divine in them because there was no divine in them. When I say divine, I don't mean religious or religiosity. I mean the good in them. There was no good in them. And so... They chose the warfare against moral excellence and sexual moral excellence. I now choose to live a life of moral excellence and sexual moral excellence. And so 
I submit my thoughts to the divine in me as I live for the divine in me. And the organized crime figures chose to reject that for themselves because there's no good in them, but there's good in me. Um, and that's what I really want people to understand what I, I chose to overcome, you know. I live a life of sexual healthiness and sexual appropriateness and, you know, sexual wellness, not the sexual lack of wellness that organized crime try to teach me. And I, you know, I'm sexually wholesome, not sexually unwholesome. I'm sexually apt, not sec- not sexually not apt, <laughs> Um, APT and um, what I mean is I'm sexually apt even though the organized crime figure chose to reject being sexually apt APT for themselves and I am sexually wise sexually discerning sexually of sexual clarity sexual prudence uh, even though organized crime figures reject that for themselves and try to have me reject those things about myself um, I'm just so grateful to share all these things um, and to tell myself these truths is so invigorating and um, I love to be honest about this I do I do want to admit And I must admit that when I was in college, um, that we, meaning myself, okay, let me say it again so I can make sure I said it. When I was in college, I must admit that myself and, you know, women I was having, you know, affairs with, um, we engaged in uh, holding hands, cuddling, hugging, kissing, giving massages, um, co-sleeping, sharing a bed with sexual intercourse and other sexual expressions. Now, I choose to live a wholesome sexual life where we do you know, ethical holding hands, ethical cuddling, ethical hugging, ethical kissing, ethical giving massages, ethical co-sleeping, ethical sharing a bed with ethical sexual intercourse and other ethical sexual expressions. So, yes, by the way, there was unethical kissing. I want to repeat that when it came to... um, if women I was having affairs with. And now I have ethical kissing where there is no um, no lies of sex. Now I live all the truths of sex. So I really wanted to say that. And um, let me be even more honest about that part of my life. Um, So, when it came to the affairs, yes, we were inside each other's personal space. We were 
caressing, there was sexual activity. Yes, there was massaging. Um, Yes, there was tickling and touching heads. And yes, we were maintaining eye contact. Um, Yes, there were public displays of affections. Yes, there was kissing on the cheek. Yes, there was making out, heavy petting, tongue kissing. Um, And yes, there was skin-to-skin contact. Yes, they did breastfeed me uh, with their milk. I... I thought it was tasty at the time. I'm, I'm not gloating. I'm just telling you my state of mind at the time. Um, and yes, there was um, a close friendship between us. There was romantic love and sexual attraction between us, and it started off platonic love, but quickly faded into the hot and the heavy, you know, the sensual proximity and touching. All those things did happen um, when it came to the those affairs. Now, I live a life of ethical close friendships, ethical platonic love, ethical romantic love, ethical sexual attraction, uh, ethically inside, you know, their personal space, meaning my partners. Um, There's ethical caressing, ethical sexual activity, ethical massaging, um, ethical skin-to-skin contact, Um, ethical public displays of affections, ethical tickling, ethical touching heads, ethical cuddling, ethical massaging, ethical caressing, ethically maintaining eye contact, you know, um, ethical breastfeeding for my women partners, um, Because, you know, I'm um, queer, so. Uh, And there were, and there's um, ethical, physical touch, ethical, sexual proximity and touching. Um, Yeah, that's what I have with them. And ethical, physical affection. Um, There was unethical physical affection when it came to the affairs part of my college years. Um, There was unethical physical intimacy at that time. Now I live life of ethical physical intimacy. We were all of age at the time. I'm just saying we were all unhealed adults at that time. Now I'm a healed adult who heals daily. I don't always feel healed, but I know that I do heal every day. And my healing process is not perfect, but it's correct. My restoration process is not perfect, but it's correct too. 
So, I am so thankful to know the difference between the two, you know, unethical and ethical. And, okay, I'm going to be more honest. So, the this person completely accepted me as I am was unethical back then when it came to the affairs. I can openly share my deepest thoughts and feelings with this person that was unethical during the affairs back then. This person cares deeply for me. That was unethical in terms of the affairs back then. This person would willingly help me in any way. That was unethical in terms of the affairs back then. My thoughts and feelings are understood and affirmed by this person. That was unethical during the affairs back then. Meaning, we never broke any laws. We never abused each other. Um, we never, you know, were vi- we were never violent. Um... We never committed, like, any crimes, and, um, you know, we, we never victimized each other. When I'm, I'm talking about in the lawful ways, in the, when it came to the law, we never did any of these things. Um, I would say that, um... Spiritually, we were we we unintentionally spiritually victimized each other, um, by unintentionally hurting each other, um, in terms of our inner life. And yes, we were in sexually dangerous situations, like we could have gave each other um, STDs and STIs. So yes, there was unintentional harm, but no intentional harm. You know. We were unhealed people unintentionally wounding each other. And I've learned that um, to be mindful of intentional wounding and unintentional wounding. And we there was unintentional re-wounding uh, between us. And so I've learned and there was no intentional wounding between us. So um, I've learned to be mindful of intentional Rewounding and unintentional rewounding too. So those things happened to us before we came along, and in terms of the intentional rewounding and wounding, um, the unintentional wounding rewounding happened between us, you know, directly with each, and indirectly with each other. So I've learned that that is so important that the. The emotional intimacy back then was um, unethical back then, but the emotional intimacy that I live now, you know, I accept myself and my partners completely as we are. That's ethical for me. I can openly share my deepest thoughts and feelings with my partners. That's ethical for me. My partners care deeply for me as I do them. That's ethical for me. This person willingly help me in any way as I would do them. That's healthy for me. My thoughts, feelings are understood and affirmed by them as they are firm, you know, as they affirm those things to me. That's ethical for me. So I had to teach myself ethical emotional intimacy, ethical physical intimacy. Um, and I avoid unethical emotional intimacy and unethical physical intimacy, you know. Um, the fi- the intimacy wasn't fully enjoyable because of our lack of of help that we needed to get all the healing we needed for that time. 
And now, today, you know, now forevermore, um, I fully enjoy the intimacies that I had, the physical and the emotional. So I'm so proud of myself um, for what I'm able to learn. I'm not, I'm being, I'm, I'm acknowledging what was done wrong between us. And I'm also giving us grace at the same time. I'm not letting us completely off the hook, but at the same time, I'm not shredding their humanity. I'm not even shredding my own humanity. And so this is so good for me to really um, think about um, and consider. Um, And so the thing that I really want to say is I'm so glad that um, I am sensitive to um, I am sensitive to sexual abuse, sexual misuse, sexual debasement, sexual degradation, sexual desecration, sexual injury, sexual damage sexual harm, sexual hurt, sexual wrong, sexual injustice, sexual insults, sexual mistreatment, sexual violation, sexual malevolence, sexual mishandling, sexual mismanagement, sexual pollution, sexual defilement, sexual perversion, and organized crimes versions of free sex and sex work. And... I am for uh, ethical free sex and ethical sex work, adults only. So I am just all around sensitive to all around abuse, all around misuse, all around debasement, all around degradation, all around desecration, all around injuries, all around damages, all around harms, all around hurts. All around wrongs, all around injustices, all around insults, all around mistreatments, all around violations, all around malevolence, all around mishandling, all around mismanagement, all around pollution, all around defilement, all around perversion, and all around um, people profiting off you without your permissibility and permission. Um... So organized crime is about profiting off people without the permissibility and permission. Sex and outside of sex too. And sex work outside of sex work too. So um, I just think about um, the fact that As a lover, I choose to sexually accommodate, to sexually render sexual services, to sexually help, to sexually aid, to sexually comfort, to sexually make comfortable, to sexually oblige, to sexually suit, to sexually serve, to sexually gratify, to sexually please, to sexually arrange, to sexually settle, to sexually provide, to sexually benefit, to to be sexually attended, to sexually supply well, to sexually furnish, to sexually assist, to sexually support. To sexually sustain, to sex, you know, to do sexual favors, sexually indulge, sexually humor, sexually pamper, sexually accept, put sexual, um, 
you know, to sexually do services for, to put myself sexually out for, you know, to them, and to sexually fit, sexually adapt, sexually correspond, sexually adjust, to provide sexual lodging, sexually house, sexually put up, sexually entertain, um, to sexually suit one thing, you know, one thing of mine to another. And these are all good as the ethical sexual lover that I am, as the ethical sex partner that I am. And in organized crime, they don't do any of those things because they are, um, they have sexual personality disorders. And I've learned to not have any sexual personality disorders at all. I've learned not to have any sexual personality disorder traits. Um, Because in organized crime, you have sexual personality disorders. It's actually personality disorder traits. Those things are there. And so I've learned to be mindful of those things. um, Now that I have a fruitful sex life instead of the fruitless sex lives I was exposed to in organized crime and the fruitless sex life that was sadly, tragically occurred when I was college with the affairs with women. Um, and um, I um, am just so mindful of the reality of the reality of my not practicing any religion. I live a life of secularity and secularism and I love to be secularized because no religion has any monopoly on any truth. No religion has all the answers. No religion has all the facts. No religion has all the knowledge. And no religion has all the evidence. No religion has all the clarity. No religion has all the discernment. And no religion has all the prudence. Um, If believers said that they wanted me to... um, abide by the Holy Spirit, I would say, um, can one of the Trinity members be non-binary? One of the Trinity members be a woman and one of the Trinity members be a man? And and can one of them be um, LGBTQI plus? Um, I don't mind that type of Holy Trinity and abiding by that at all. So, I just want to say that it's so important to me to Also make sure that it comes to sex on off camera that no one is robbed of full pleasure 
um, in our inner lives and outer lives together, and that there is no sexual dictatorial regimes that you verbally and non-verbally see in a lot of mainstream porn depictions. Um, they, they remind me no different of the organized crime world I was forced to be in. And I think that I, I value sexual servant leadership and sexual social entrepreneurship. Um, in my sex life on and off camera and In closing, I do want to say that I choose to live a life of of this, though. And as the old, oh, as the elderly folks would say, hear me good now. When it comes to the sexual past of my partners, whether it's on screen, off screen, and both, I do care about how they're being sexually treated, how they're sexually treated people, but in terms of obsessing over the graphic detail of the sexual past, I care nothing about that. Um, I focus on who we are today and what we have. They're focused on me. I'm focused on them. I don't care if their partner's penis was bigger or smaller or the same as mine. I don't care if their eyes rolled in the back of their head and they were screaming porn-related language while they're having sex. I don't care about any of that. I do care if they're sexually healthy and just healthy in general. I do care if they were abused. I do care if they were fed wrong sexual messages in the past. Um, the basics of how they were sexually treated, I care about that. And the basis of how they, sex- and the basis of how they sexually treated others, I care about that. In terms of the graphics, the, the, the particularities, and the specificities, I care nothing about that. Um, okay, I have partners who knows what it's like to be bent over by other people or they perform fellatio on other people or cunnilingus on other people or they know it's like to have somebody eat their asses out or they ate someone's asses out. I mean, I do knowledge that people are fully human before they meet me, okay? You find others sexually attractive before I came along. You're going to find other people sexually attractive even though we're being sexually intimate you want to fuck other people and all those things apply to me and vice versa you know um everyone has a sexual past for the most part most people and um okay they fingered themselves or jacked off they fingered their they they fingered themselves or they just jacked off before i came along they're gonna do that while we're together i mean sexually intimate so 
they've seen porn before I met they met me, I've seen porn before I met them. I mean, they've witnessed erotica before they met me, I witnessed erotica before I met them, and when they see porn erotica now that, you know, even we're together. So, I don't, I'm not the sexual jealous type, I'm not the sexual envious type, but I'm like, okay, I get it. And it's much easier for me to respect their sexual past and our sexual present and our sexual future by simply not being in a serious relationship by not being married by not being committed relationship by not being in a exclusive romantic relationship and that's the freedom I found like it's much easier for me to enjoy their friendship by um, not being a item off the market <laughs> and that's I have no I don't have any sexual insecurity sexual inadequacy I don't avoid monogamy out of trauma complexes and at the same time that's just my nature I don't oppose my nature nature is truth to me that's where my wisdom is so um I'm just overall grateful and thankful that their sexual past is not a sexual hang-up, sexual hurt, or sexual habit for me. I focus on our wholesome sexual habits, wholesome sexual um, adventurous journey together. And I care if they heal their sexual hurts and sexual hangups. That's something I care about. You know, the basics, the graphics, I don't need to know. I just, I just focus on, you know, I focus on their, no, I focus on their noble sexual character and they focus on my noble sexual character. And noble doesn't mean religious, it means integrity. You can have sexual integrity unmarried whether you're having sex or not. And you can have sexual integrity whether you're whether you're married. And or not even married, you know what I'm saying? That's true too. Whether you're having sex married or not, you can um, have sexual integrity. So I built my character. And I sexually built my sexual character, which is noble. And I built my noble character. I nobly do that. Um, Noble means integrity in this case. And that's all the fuck I wanted to fucking say.